you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Welcome to NFL Total Access, the locker room. I'm Mike Garofolo alongside Super Bowl winning fullback, Michael Robinson. What is happening, Mike Rob? Hey, you know what? That sounds so good. Like when you say Super Bowl winning fullback, I'm sorry, man. That just, you know, that does something to my ego a little bit. I'm doing good, man. It's week 13. Let's go get it. Well, you should wear that ring more often. I know you tell you yeah. every year at the Super Bowl, you got it on for our Saturday show, which, by the way, good morning football weekend. If all goes according to plan, we will be together in person in Los Angeles. We've been zooming our shows for two years now, but we are going to be together and we are excited about that. Yes, Mike sir. Rob will be wearing his Super Bowl ring with his Seahawks. Yes. You want to start with the Seahawks or you want to yeah. get to them later? No, in- we got to start with it. You that's, do? The biggest, that's like the all biggest right. news right now, man. What the hell, Jeezy? What the I, hell I is just, happening? I have so many questions about everything, about Russell Wilson throwing 15 feet over receivers' heads. Yeah. I don't know if that's his finger still acting up and he rushed his way back, uh, about the team really not dictating things the way we're used to seeing them dictate. Is it a talent thing? Is it a coaching thing? Has time run out on Pete Carroll? I, I've got all these questions. I, you know, I'll answer them as best that I, I I can, but I know I want to hear, and I know the folks would love to hear you because you know that team, you know that locker room, you're still plugged in, you still talk to guys. Yeah. Give me a read on this team and 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 what went wrong and where we're going from here. Yeah, you know, I, I can't tell you the exact moment where things went wrong, but I, I will say this, and I talked about it on a Good Morning Football, um, you know, earlier in the week. At the end of the day, you know, Russell Wilson this past offseason – decided that without being prompted that I just want to get this information out here that, you know, I don't want to be traded, but if I was traded, I go to these teams. So to me, I think Russell kind of started all of this, you know, and and don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong. I can't sit here and say that Russell was playing well at the beginning of the season because he wasn't, he was playing just okay. It wasn't the usual Russell Wilson um, MVP candidate quarterbacking that we're accustomed to. And I think Jeezy, this goes back to even last year, Right. Remember early last year when Russ was cooking and he was, you know, he had like a thousand touchdown passes, zero interceptions. People were putting him in the MVP category. And then something happened. A shift happened. They decided to just say, you know what, we're just going to run the football and help our defense out. And I think there was a schism there. I don't know if this is between Pete and and Russell or whatever the case may be. But, Jeezy, I cannot see a scenario where both of these gentlemen talking about Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson are back together for the Seahawks. And on top of that, I can't see a scenario where John Snyder is in the building without Pete Carroll. Like, I don't know, man. It's just weird. To, that that would be weird to me. So, uh, yeah, I know you got something that you want to say on it too, man, but my Seahawks, man, they're going through some bad times right now. Coach, quarterback, GM, um, those are your key pieces for building your franchise, and they've been so, so strong in all three areas for a decade now that you're right. It it seems weird to just take one of those pieces away and it's not going to feel like the Seahawks again, but they're already not feeling like the Seahawks by the way that they're playing and the product that they're putting on the field right now. Um, 
go back to this offseason, go back to Russ, and this is more opinion. I mean, I've talked to people about this, and nobody's told me, no, you're off base or whatever. So this is more me, opinion, more inside uh, football. And, um, you know, sometimes people, when you talk about football culture, NFL culture, the locker room, the dynamic, you know, people like to make fun of that, but it's a real thing, okay? And there are dynamics of a football team, of a football locker room, of a football organization. And Russell Wilson, the average fan may not realize this, has an agent who was a baseball agent. And he has no other clients in the NFL right now. And he's got one, uh, maybe his only client ever that he's had in the NFL. I I don't know that part. If if he's had more, he has not had many. I'll put it to you that way. And certainly not the star caliber of Russell Wilson. I don't know how much this offseason was Russ. I don't know how much it was Mark Rogers, his agent. But I do think that Rogers, the agent, had it been, pick a guy, Drew Rosenhaus, mm-hmm. Joel Siegel, Todd France, David Dunn, you know, one of, the, one of the big guys in the agent business, I think it would have been handled a little bit more discreetly. Matter of fact, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Rogers was on the record saying these are the teams that he would like to go to. I, I can't remember if that was yeah. source or, but mm-hmm. Rogers at some point was on the record with something, and, and Russ was on the record with a lot of things that he would yep. say. So I think, my opinion, this was mishandled from a represent. I mean, listen, the agent, everybody thinks the agent does the contract, and that's it. Agents are about much more than that, okay? Good agents are. Yeah. And I think Rogers mishandled this one, doesn't understand the dynamics of an NFL organization, of an NFL locker room. And I think what you're seeing is a tangible effect by what happened this offseason. You tell me if I'm crazy or not. No, I, I think just, you're that's right. my opinion here. But I want to stop you there, Jeezy, because at the end of the day, you're right about agents, right? But who works for who? At the end of the day, yeah, oh yeah, Russell, no. who works Listen, for I'm Russell? Not, I'm, I'm not supposed to tell him how that locker room dynamic yeah. is. You know what I'm saying? It's I know, saying, but don't do that. You know? But if you have an agent who has been in the business and has handled high profile quarterbacks. Quarterbacks are lightning rods, man. Yeah, they're different. They're different. It's different. And it's going to reverberate throughout the building. And listen, the the opposite side of this is is Aaron Rodgers, who did what he did this offseason and did it more discreetly. And honestly, that got out there. And I do believe Rodgers when he was upset that it got out there because I do believe that he was handling it behind closed doors because it took – Four or five months before it finally did get out. So I, I, you know, as much as Aaron Rodgers taking a lot of heat for a lot of things, I do believe he was trying to handle that quietly. Okay, and it's okay in your if you want to get out and you feel like changes need, that's fine. But how you handle it is a big part of it. And and I just I was at that game on Monday night. I see a look in that Seahawks team's eyes that. It just doesn't look like the Seahawks to me. They're a little deer in the headlights, the way they play, the way they look, the way they – just everything is off right now. And I, I can't help but think the offseason had a big effect on it. I, I don't know. That's just Last me. thing, last thing, and I know we got to move on, but last thing I'll say to this is this. The, what pisses me off so much, Jeezy, is that, you know, I was close to this team. I'm still kind of close to the team. And, you know, the, the Legion of Boom, they got those guys out of there. Michael Bennett, Beast Mode, they got those guys out of there. All of the big, dominant, I don't want to say alphas, but personalities and leaders that, 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 that kind of pulled us through the adverse situations, even myself included. I know mm-hmm. that Pete made sure that 
all of those guys are out of there. So this team can be all Russells, right? And it just seems like to me, when you look at last offseason, because I do think last offseason had a big effect on this, it seems like to me the team looked at Russell was, was, was putting all this stuff out there saying, damn, man, we had your back, and now this? And to me, I think that's where all the issues start to originate from. So, yeah, um, I know we got to move on, but, man, it's tough sledding out there for yeah. the Seahawks. Well, and I think they're officially out of it. I mean, look, they could run the table, obviously. They're not going to, though. I mean, we know no. that. So so they are looking like they're going to miss the playoffs and have their first losing season since 2011, I believe. Um, so let's go from the bottom to the top yep. um, of the NFC. Uh, and, look, you got the Cardinals up there. We hit on them last week. But they're basically sitting up there saying, come on, who's who's who wants to come? Who wants to come challenge us? And <laughs> it's starting to sort itself out. Um, I thought, I really did think that, the Rams were going into Lambeau to win that game. Me too. Um, I was disappointed. Uh, I, I really was disappointed at the effort, um, the execution on offense of the Rams. Um, you know, they really went for it. And, and you know, they, they, somebody retweeted the, uh, the, the, uh, the Rams account saying, we're all in after they made the trade, I guess, for Beckham or, or, or excuse me, the, uh, the, the signing of Beckham or the trade yeah. for Von Miller, whatever it was. Um, it is not panning out. I mean, if you, you, it's fine to trade all those draft picks and tell it, say, you know, say you're all in for the short term, but you better hit. You better hit. You right now, hit. it's not looking like they're going to hit. Do, do you think this is a team that can get back to what we saw early in the season, or is it going to be just fits and starts here on out, specifically offensively? Um, I think the Rams could get back to what we saw earlier in the season. The issue is. Um, I think Matthew Stafford is going to continue to be Matthew Stafford, right? Um, he's going to have peaks and valleys. His peaks are very, very high. Um, MVP caliber, great arm talent, but his lows are uh, three pick sixes three weeks in a row, you know? And yeah. that's the Detroit bad Matthew Stafford um, that continues to show up for, for, for whatever reason. I think Sean McVay needs to make, make uh, Matthew Stafford complimentary. You've heard me talk about this before, Jeezy. It make Matthew Stafford complimentary so that you can lean on a run game or you can lean on something else, mm-hmm. right? So that he can just use his special ability and special moments, not every single play, not every single drive. You know what I'm saying? Because as we've seen, bad Matthew Stafford will show up. But you talk about the top NFC, uh, NFC teams. I, I think the Packers are the top NFC team. I know the Cardinals are the number yeah. one seed right now. We talked about this yeah. last, you know, last week. I don't know why I, I, the you know, I, I did. don't pick the Cardinals. <laughs> I don't know. Why. I did say we were going to the top. I did say we were going to the top of the NFC, and then I went back to the middle with the Rams. So go ahead, bring us back to the top. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. I like the Packers. I like what I, I think. This yeah. is the best Packers team that we've seen that we that Aaron Rodgers has had around him. They can win games without Aaron Rodgers being on his A game. They can win games with Aaron Rodgers having a broke pinky toe. All of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? And they're playing lights out defense without without two of their best defensive players. So to me, I don't see the Packers just falling off a cliff and being terrible. You know what I'm saying? Because they're led by Aaron Rodgers. I think without something you know bad happening or a bad decision like Aaron Rodgers last year didn't run and scramble for a touchdown in the NFC Championship game. I think you you could pencil the, the Green Bay Packers in for the Super Bowl on the NFC side. Wow. Whoa. Yeah, man. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. I hey, said pencil. All right. I didn't say with a pen. I said pencil. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But you're writing them. That's you're, you're writing yeah. the name Packers. That's why, yeah. regardless of what you, you use to write it, you're writing it and people are going to hold you to it, Mike Rob, because that's, that's how it works on Twitter and in the media today.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Um. All right. Well, Tampa Bay, I, I thought they might have trouble with the Colts. And it was an entertaining game, and the Colts hung in there. But Tampa Bay showed um, why they won the Super Bowl last year. And that was, that was to me, a, you know, we're going to go shot for shot for three quarters. But in the fourth quarter, we'll it's time to win the football game. Yeah. We'll and – they did a great job. I think they really did of, of running the football, of playing defense. The, the play by Antoine Winfield was just ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Talk Bro, about it. dude, the, what makes – oftentimes what makes defensive backs defensive backs is the fact that they can't catch. What? This dude <laughs> went and high-pointed it over the receiver, right? And it so happened that both of those guys' dads played in the league too. It was awesome, man. That was a great, <laughs> right. that was a great play, man. It was, man, and, and I honestly think if the if the Buccaneers didn't win the Super Bowl last year, I don't know if they would be as good this year. What I mean by that is saying is hmm. I think in previous years that group may have lost that game against Indy, right? And I know Tom Brady's there, so it's a little bit different, but the fact that they went through what they went through last year after their bye week got hot last year ended up winning the Super Bowl, they're calling on those experiences right now because they're not playing the best yeah. football right now. Yep. They're calling on those experiences. And so when it gets to the fourth quarter and the game is tight and Jonathan Taylor is starting to get going again, you say, you know what? We've been to pick this dude off Carson Wentz. And that's what happened. And they won the game. They made the most plays to win the game. So, yeah, what's next? That is a great, great point. Um, <laughs> we, we're going to get to the AFC in a second here. So we're going to like I, I just got one more team I want to talk about in the NFC. The Washington football team yeah. is playing smart football. Um, Heineke, you know, the, the, the mistakes here and there, but overall, uh, sharp football player, the way they're running the football, the way they're blocking, and their long drives. When they got the ball late in the fourth quarter on Monday night, and granted, it ended with a weird little, you know, ball hit the ground. Yeah. Now, the, the other thing is they didn't have their kicker. If they had their kicker, they kick a field goal, they go up oh, 11, and that is a game-clinching drive because they're up two scores. So they had to try to finish it off in the end zone, and, and it led to them throwing an incomplete pass. So the drive itself wasn't successful be, because they didn't score. But the way that they milked the clock mm -hmm. after what they did to Tampa Bay a couple of weeks ago, I think they had a long one in Carolina. Scott Turner, the offensive coordinator, has done a masterful job. I mean, this is a coach's dream, the way that they've been milking the clock and moving the ball methodically. First down, they're getting six yards. It's seven, It's second and four. Now, not only can you get the first down, but you know you can get the first down by a certain – A lot of different stuff, yep. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and, and now it's like you need four yards to get the first down. They're getting seven, and that's how you build these methodical uh, clock-milking – it's just it's, – it's been so fun to watch. And maybe some people are – you know, they if you're watching the game, you don't have a rooting interest. You want the team that's losing to get the ball back because you want to see if they can come back. So it's probably frustrating to those people. But if you're a Washington fan, the way Turner's calling these drives right now and the way your team is just dominating when they need to dominate – I just, I was just marveling the whole time they were moving the ball down the field. Jeezy, they're the damn seventh seed right now. Yeah. They're in the yeah. playoff picture with that yeah. win. And, and I think a big 
the big difference in their game right now. You talk about Scott Turner. I played for Noah Turner, and he's running the same system. First of all, they're leaning on the strength of that offense, the offensive line. They got big, strong dudes up front with led by Brandon Sheriff, and they're just moved power driving people off the ball. That's number one. Number two, Taylor Heineke, their quarterback, early in the season, I saw him aiming passes. And what I mean by that is, Jeezy, you're trying to be too mm-hmm. perfect with every single damn pass. No, man, you can't do that, right? Just get back, drop back. You see a guy open, just let the damn ball go throw it. And actually, you heard Taylor Heineke say that. Um, a couple of weeks ago in, in one of his press conferences, he's getting more comfortable. He's just letting it go. To me, that's been the big difference. This team is it, it, embodying and embracing this kid's swag, man. I like it. Now, he didn't have the strongest arm in the world, but his athletic right. ability, his ability to just – his ability to make plays, dude, I mean, they may have – they sneakily may have their quarterback of the future. I don't know, but they sneakily may have it. And he'll be cheap, yeah. too. He'll <laughs> be real yeah. cheap. Um. I'm going to go to the AFC because you just gave yeah, me a great it. transition. Do you know who's aiming the football right now in the AFC? Do you know who? Who's Baker aiming Mayfield. the football? Yeah. First of all, he got a whole body cramp, don't he? His whole body injured. <laughs> the injury report had every head, shoulders, knees, yeah. toes, everything, man. You can't sit here and tell me that a 60% Baker Mayfield is better than 100% Case Keenum. Man, get the hell up yeah. out of here, Jeezy. I don't even but, think 100% Baker Mayfield is that much better than 100% Case Keenum. Well, that's a different question. That's <laughs> it Because you don't know how much of what he's doing now that's you can true. attribute to the health and how much you can attribute to he's just not the guy. Kevin Stefanski shut it down, said, no, nah, we're not even thinking about that. Baker Mayfield is our guy. We'll see. Um, you know, I I, I, I like Baker. Um I just haven't seen that switch go on, right? That that when that have you seen guy him take over leave. a game? When have you seen him just take over a game and say, you know what, get on my back? When he first became the starter, when Hugh Jackson put him in the game against man, I don't the even Jets, remember that, man. man, what? I remember that. I remember that because because he came in the game and he played the loose, and this guy was like, wow, this guy is on the scene, and he had that energy. And the team, and I was like, "Oh wow, this guy!" Now money. I know why they. He was, huh? with house, he was playing with house money, Jeezy. No expectations. No, he wasn't. Now. It was his first time. It was man, his first no, time in the league. Man, man when, first of all, yo, when the first when you first step on the football field as a rookie, as a first round pick, you got as much rope as man. Come on, man, that least long as hell. <laughs> now he's about to get paid. There, they have a good team. Everybody's putting him in the AFC Championship game. It's called expectations yeah. now, Jeezy, and he can't hold up to it. That's point blank. Is well. Coming. And that, and that's not what I want to see from my quarterback, where he plays his worst football when the stakes are the highest. You kind of, you kind of want the opposite from a franchise quarterback. Um, I'd imagine the rest of the season is going to kind of go the way it is now, and we're going to have a, a moment in the off season where the bear or the Bears, the Browns, and listen, you don't have to, you don't have to do a contract extension. You could let him play it out, okay? And then you could say, let's see, you got one more year at a certain number, whatever it is, I don't even know, but the fifth year option. Play it out, and then let's see where – like, we'll, we'll figure it out after that. But but then you, you get into – You don't think that'll piss Baker off? It, who if cares? he does play who well? Cares? But what who if cares? he does play well? Okay, then like, you want him after that. You know what I'm saying? If if he does play well, yeah, then that's a good well, problem to have. I got, I got Then you. we got to pay him 40-something million dollars. Yeah. That, that's a good problem to have, okay? We'll, we'll figure it out there. You, you don't want him to fool you in that one year, but that, but that's yeah. that's a good problem to have. Um, I, I just – 
you know, I, I know Baker had visions of how this season was going to go, and it hasn't gone that way right now. And I just don't imagine if he was healthy, I'd say, well, I give him a puncher's chance to turn this around and, and, and do what he needs to do. But just it's not there right now, and it's not there yeah. for the Browns. We'll see if they can turn it around. Meanwhile, your, uh, your, your Bills got the Patriots on oh, Monday night, right? Um, I'm so does this feel like the season? Head. Does this feel yes. like the season for the Buffalo Bills? If the Bills lose to the Patriots – on Monday Night Football. Was it Monday Night Football next week? If they lose, yeah. that's in Buffalo. Gonna be, yeah, that, that that's gonna that's gonna break their will, man. Um, and I love my Buffalo Bills, man. But for whatever reason, the the, the issues that we've seen show up in their football in previous years just they, 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 they're still around. Josh Josh Allen um, still is trying to force the ball downfield when guys are running butt naked wide open right in front of them. Um, they still don't have a running mm-hmm. game. Um, they. they and defensively, whenever they, you know, go up against big, strong running backs, they have issues. Jonathan Taylor ran for 165 yards a couple of weeks ago. Um, uh, Derek Henry ran for over 140 yards early in the season. Look, they have to win this game, GZ. They have to. And I'm going to pick them. I'm going to make them my pick right now. I'm going to pick the Bills, but they have to win it. Okay. Uh, when you talk about the New England Patriots, I don't think they're the most talented team in the AFC. But I do think if they get in the playoffs, man, don't nobody want to play them. Ain't nobody gonna want to play yeah. that. Uh, because I do think from a fundamental standpoint, from a just not beating themselves standpoint, they're not gonna they're not gonna make the mistakes that a lot of these other teams do. And uh they'll beat you in that regard. But my top team in the AFC is the Baltimore Ravens. I like the Ravens. Uh I know Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions last week, um, but they still won the game, man. They threw four interceptions and still won the game. The way that the defense came uh to his defense. I think you, you you can't expect Lamar Jackson to throw interceptions like that every single week. He'll be better. I like it. Yeah. Um, and then one more team in the AFC. I want to hit on this because I, I've heard some people, it's early in the week when we're taping this, but I've heard some people say, oh, Denver could go into Kansas City and beat the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm mm. telling you right now, the Chiefs are going to thump the Broncos this week. I take it really? to the bank. I'm telling you. And Kansas, Andy Reed, Kansas City – Andy after the bye, yes. Andy after the bye. Now, hasn't been perfect. I think he actually lost after the bye within the last couple of years after everybody was saying how good he was after the bye. <laughs> but I just I just feel that energy in Kansas City coming back. Denver won that big game against the Chargers. I'm telling you, I don't make picks, but I'm yeah. telling you, I like Kansas City big this week. You think it's going to get ugly? You think it's going to get ugly, Jeezy? I'm just <laughs> saying, if you're so inclined to predict – with your money, how many points the team is going to win by? You might want to predict the Kansas City Chiefs. Is that enough there code you go. for you? Yeah. I think I think that's our cue to get out of here. Right, bro. That's what there I you think. go, man. All right, that'll do it for this episode of Total Access to Locker Room. For more insight, with a locker room point of view, check out the latest episodes every Wednesday and Friday on Apple and Spotify. You go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you